Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves. Meeting coffee. How cool is that? The official coffee of the Sense Right Now podcast. Sure is quiet out there. Yeah, too quiet. Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. There it is. Welcome to the Sense Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SenseRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. With our guest tonight, Laura McCowan of iFlyAppNight.com. Laura, are you ready to go? I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. All right. So I'll stumble my way through a quick intro, and uh, then we'll jump into it and you amend or, or correct as needed, right? Okay. All righty. Here we go. So tonight on Since Right Now, our guest is Laura, I'm going to say M., and I'll let you um, correct, correct that once we okay. get into it. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly how uh, we found each other. I imagine it was, it was on Twitter because that's sort of how I, I that's my inroad to, to everybody in the recovery right. friendly web. And then once I, uh, you know, found you and went and visited your uh, your site, your blog, I Fly at Night, mm-hmm. was just really um, moved by the soul bearing and the depth of um, your writing is, is really what it was. And I think there's sort of, uh, you know, a frequency there that I, I related to. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Laura. I think many of the people on that are listening are probably familiar with you from social media. So Laura, um, hello, oh, welcome. Hi. Hey. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, I have no idea what to add to that. I don't know how we found each other either. It was, it was either um, Instagram was sort of my inroad right. to talking about re- recovery, um, and then I don't know. So it was it was one of those. Right. But yeah, and then we found out we both worked in the. And you can say my last name, McCowan. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. It's everywhere. Okay. I, I thought yeah. so. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out all yeah, that. No, out I think it's a good. year later. You let um, people decide. Right. Yeah, that's okay. good. Just good yeah. protocol. So Laura McCowan, welcome. Laura McCowan, thanks. And you were saying we're we're in the same industry, or yeah. We're... Oh yeah, we we had our we chatted, you know, on the phone quickly about about something else. I, I think I just reached out to you and was like, "Hey, love what you're doing." And right. then we realized we both had worked in you know the advertising marketing world, and um, I, which I'm still in, and yeah. I think we you know started on a whole other line of conversation right. about that. I think everybody involved right now, but me, is still in it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm, uh, I'm on a hiatus this summer. Oh, my. Yeah. 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 Sitting by the pool. I'm um, very much in it. Yeah. In it to win it. No, I'm, I'm just still in it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, I, it is I, what it is. Uh, I wasn't familiar with you until I started. I just started reading your blog this week, and it was, 
I was so I, from the bookshelf you have and all your influences to every post you had and all the things you're talking about, it was just tremendous. So congratulations, wow. you're a terrific Thank writer, you. and it was just, I mean, so much good stuff in there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, I was excited to talk to you tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, and all the all the self help books. Uh, we were we were in Akron coming back and. Uh, these guys were talking about all the f- the fiction that they read, and then my contribution yeah. to reading is a lot of self help books. <laughs> I know. I I was I had a funny thing happen this week. One of my friends is going to law school, and she posted on Facebook. You know, does anyone have any extra law books, or like know anybody who has them from law school? And I was like. <laughs> I have the law of attraction. I have, <laughs> I have every self-help book you could ever want. Right. I, don't, I don't think you want any of my books. Yeah, I've always collected them. It's like I've collected memoirs and self-help books and memoirs, especially about addiction mm-hmm. my whole life. And, and anyone who's written anything, and especially the best ones are writers who right. are addicts. <laughs> right. Those are like gold mines. Yeah, I collected them from the very beginning. It's like I had them sitting there like my little friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And when when is the very beginning? Let's yeah, when is back the up. beginning of your tale of woe? I don't even know. I mean, I you know I think like the the only thing I thought about in preparation for coming on is where I would where my story starts and yeah. you know all I know right now is I I'm pretty new in sobriety like I just hit 9 months um congratulations yeah thank you but you know that of course was after um a lot and yeah and I I literally am figuring out my story every day I don't know where it starts like I don't identify with the I was born this way type of thing okay. sure. but but I do identify with um, having sort of, um, I'm certainly sensitive and having like a predisposition to want to, you know, escape mm-hmm. and then circumstances that perpetuated that, you know? Um, but I don't know where it all started. Like yeah. I'm piecing that together very much yeah. as I go, every meeting I go to, every conversation I have about it. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, and it's really mm-hmm. hard to, to tease out cause and effect and like, you know, especially because I'm writing a memoir now and you realize that like time, it doesn't go like linear, you know, it's not like Mm -hmm. beginning to end. Right. It's very not, (laughs) it's very not like that. Yeah. So I definitely, I know how to tell my story in a piecemeal way, but I have no idea how to tell it in a linear fashion. Yeah. Is that, and the addiction runs in your family, your father, correct? Yeah. Well, yes. Sort he, of. Yeah. Well, yeah. He he got sober when I was about fifteen, okay. and he was sober for ten years. And then you know he's he started drinking again, and you know s- seems to just drink normally. And you know I won't go much more into that sure. than say that, but um, you know it's like it does run in my family, and um, certainly like extended family mm-hmm. um so and and you know a lot of friends and all that but yeah it was i was exposed to the big book you know when my dad went to AA because yeah. he was one of those people you know those people that like when they read a book you are reading it too because they have <laughs> right. to tell you <laughs> right. i'm sure as a self-help book reader yeah. you can relate to that because yeah. you think you've you know you're just like engrossed in it yeah and, I've been like that with every book I read, you know, that I like. It's like, mm-hmm. 
I am just, you know, it's just, it's what I'm obsessed about. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like that with recovery, you know, Hmm. when he was in AA. And I didn't, you know, but you're 15. It's like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't want to hear that first of all. You know, be part of the solution and not the problem. And it's like, no, I think my job right now is to be part of the problem. Like, isn't that what I'm allowed to do as a, as a teenager? (laughs) So that's funny. So you've, you've been on this self-help spiritual journey still using long before you got sober. That's always been something. Oh yeah, totally. I've always, Oh yeah. I've always been a seeker. Like from the time I was really young, I mean, I, as I'm writing this memoir and um, I actually wrote the, my, my grandmother's eulogy a couple of months ago and she was the one who kind of first got me to start loving reading and writing um, mm-hmm. because she did and I spent most of, you know, I spent almost every day growing up with her. And so I, I was trying to look like for the first references I have of talking about her. So I pulled out all my journals, you know, which is like, is, you know, hours, hours, hours later, I'm sitting there reading things. I started when I was like eight and I, I collected all these words, you know, just like collect, I just collected words and like far more profound than I could have possibly been at the age of like eight, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh and uh, I would create these really ornate like books that were not my words. They were just other people's words, you know, and I was really always just obsessed with that, like deeper inner life. Mm-hmm. And, um, it serves me well. It serves yeah, me well sure. now. It's like I absorbed all that stuff and then you know figured out what it meant later. That's great. I know. And it's I, I love the way that your posts are built around these quotes, and they all lots of wisdom intertwined in there. And then there's just this human honesty mm-hmm. and your faults, you know, in there. Was that was that hard to do this, or did this all come naturally? Because it seems very advanced for someone with only nine months just to have this voice yeah uh, and i and i know like you you get in here and this, there's this new thing of sobriety so it, and you're just recording it so well it was did this come easy or did you struggle with it um no it it i've been writing all my life yeah. mm-hmm. you know but um i feel like right now um that I'm writing about exactly what I was supposed to, I'm supposed to be writing about. Mm -hmm. And like, it comes easy because it, it is a couple things. It comes, it doesn't come easy. I mean, writing never comes easy. It's like, it's kind of like, um, for me anyway, it's like, (laughs) I don't even want to say that. It's like, it's like, uh, having to pee really bad and you just have to like go and it's like this urgency, right? Right. You, you have to like go and it, and it goes on for a lot longer than you would be in the bathroom. (laughs) But I can't believe I actually said that, Um, but that's how it feels. It's like this really, you know, and especially now it's like this urgency and, um, that's great. And I have to get it out. And then, you know, I, and then I, I always wanted to write and I always did write, but I, you know, drinking of course got immensely in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And I, um, now I feel like I am for the first time being honest, like really honest and yeah. writing from my heart. And, you know, a lot of it is being able to not <laughs> letting go of worry about what other people are going to think, especially my family and all that. I had to let go of a lot of that. Like 
it, it didn't occur to me until very recently, like maybe a year ago, that all the books that I love that are written by, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert and Cheryl mm-hmm. Strayed and Sylvia yeah. Plath yeah. and um, Stephen King and Mary Carr and Anne Lamott, like they wrote memoirs and they actually had to write about people in their life right. <laughs> that you know, not just themselves, like all their stories involve other people who a lot of them were living, you know, it didn't, it sounds so stupid, but it didn't occur to me that as if I was going to write about my life, I would, it would be inclusive of other people. So I guess that's a long winded answer, but it's not easy. It, but it also feels perfectly right. Yeah. Did you write when you drank? Were you? Were you no. Did, okay. Hmm. So did I you couldn't. have illusions that you would be this writer when you were drinking? And yes, it's just of all kind of come out with Yeah. Right. The romantic. I talked about it. I thought about it. Yeah. I dreamt about it. I, you know, I read, I always read yeah. a ton, mm-hmm. but my writing was crappy. You know, <laughs> right. it was, it was shitty and it was sporadic at best. And, you know, I never had the discipline. Mm-hmm. My, Creative time is like in the morning, and I was never up in the morning. <laughs> like I'd be a great writer if yeah. I wasn't hungover. Yeah, like, it, but that's how it goes, you right. know. You're like, it's gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And then, you know, I'm 37 now. I got to be like, and I you know, got to be 36, and I remember thinking like, it's I'm like around in the corner on a couple things, you know, like it's I'm not 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so, uh, and so, what? What? Um, I, I feel like I've read it. I'm trying to to find it, but what what sort of is is has um, painted over that was your most recent post is D- did you lie? Was just a really powerful mm. post. And again, just there's so much packed into it, and so much soul bearing, and so much, you know, <laughs> quite frankly, pathos. I mean, like I, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we've, is wonderful. We've all lied to our therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've all lied know, to everybody. I know. Um, <laughs> like it's why? Not a, it's not, it's like, that's why I had to write about it though. Yeah. It's like, that was the most surprising thing coming into recovery is, you know, you, t- you start to realize like how much you lied about, yeah. not even about drinking. Yeah. Right. You know, I lied about where I ran errands. Yeah. I mean, it was like just stupid, but anyway, you were asking a question. <laughs> well, I, I was just wondering, so, and I know it's on here somewhere, but what, what was the, the, the catalyst? What, what, what prompted me to get in yeah. sober. Yeah. Um, well, there was a specific thing. I, I, um, when my husband and I separated, that was kind of a turning point in the progression for me, mm-hmm. um, because no one was watching me anymore. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which was like what I wanted, but it was, um, it was terrifying. Also, and you know, as a, a, I know you, you know, you can imagine having a child too when you sure. take on. And as she was three at the time, taking on those responsibilities of you know, and being um, having no one watching, but being you know, I was I was an alcoholic. I was mm. sick, and it got really, it got really bad really fast. And you know, what pr- what started to get scary to me was that I, you know, that came before her. Mm-hmm. And I started to see that, and um, you know, I, w- I I did do I did try to like maintain more control around her, but um, you know, when I didn't have her, certainly it was like it went off the rails. And um, I, there was one incident at um, 
my brother's wedding where, you know, I really put her in danger. Mm. Um, and it was very public. So it was the point where my family said to me, you know, the next day, like enough, you know, you're, you're not going to, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going to like watch this anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard. That was really different for my family to say, because my family is all drinks, you know, like we, we all drink together a lot. And, um, and it was fun and it was good and it was all those things. But, you know, you know, specifically my brother and my mom, my brother sat me down and the next day and, you know, basically said like, it's, it's over, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you you can continue to do this, but I'm not going to let it happen. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to let almost stay in care of you. And, um, and I'll tell, you know, I'll, I'll let your ex know and all of that. And that, I was pissed, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was really, I, that this is the, this is, and this was the indication to me, like a good indication of how, that this is a disease or this is really screwed up because I was more mad that I was caught yeah. <laughs> than I was that I, you know, did this thing to my daughter. I mean, and I was of course horrified about that, but I was really mostly mad that I was caught Yeah. and that people that, you know, people were going to be watching me now. So that started it for me. That's when I, that's when I went to my first, uh, you know, a few days after I, I had people in my life that were in recovery and, um, this was certainly not the first time I got called on anything, but it was, um, I, you know, I couldn't ignore it anymore. And then I went to a meeting and that started and then that was in Ju- July of 2013 okay. and I didn't start putting together time, like real time, uh, until September of last year. Okay. So it was a it's a process. It was, it was a long, slow yeah. you know, that year or year plus of going in and out and trying to get sober, really not wanting to get sober at all. I mean it was it was um it was brutal. Yeah. Well you talk about the third door. I love I love that post. Mm-hmm. Just because we've all been in that in that space where it's like and, and I've been there where it's like you're either gonna jump off a bridge right. you know you can't drink anymore yeah. right. you're gonna get sober but isn't there just some other choice <laughs> right. we could right. get here like like complete magical thinking you yeah. know exactly like i remember it, it it reminds me of when i was when i first like liked a guy and and i'll never forget it and it, you know in in elementary school mm-hmm. and then you'd lay there at night and just be like if i think about it hard enough you know if I dream about this hard enough yeah. like I could make it happen absolutely yeah. and yeah. yeah I mean I think everybody goes <laughs> through that 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 post is what is probably the one that I you know I've had the most people talk to me about because yeah. it's we all can relate right yes. it's yeah. like absolutely you want that with everything you have and yeah. like you know, I tried. I tried it all too. Well, and it's the, the nature of the ad- addict, right? That that we all think we're unique and special, and somehow yes. there must be an right. option that for us that will work that's different than everybody else's options. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, in it's, I thought the whole takeaway of this of your writing is this idea that you have everything you need to succeed and you say it in several ways this whole thought of stay within yourself or this this is the place that you push up from 
Mm. Um, no, and it's it's so funny because we bring so much shame and so much guilt into this thing, and it's really easy to get caught up in that. And I'd love to hear. Was there a moment where you just this you figured this out and was like, you know what, I can do this, or or you know? Um, yeah, I know. Um, there were a lot of moments um, that, again, like it's hard to pinpoint one, but but one of them was that. I started to, well, there's two things that come to mind. And this is why, like, when I, when people come to me and ask me how to get sober uh, or, you know, just like, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I never know where to start mm-hmm. yeah. because it's like, Stop drinking. Start, it's like start anywhere, right. like yeah. start anywhere, you know, yeah. do just start, just start anywhere. And yeah, you know, like it's going to, it's going to happen a lot better if you stop drinking, <laughs> Right. but, but you know, it, like there's a lot of other stuff to it. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I couldn't, I hated AA meetings for a long time. And I, even though I met great people, um, I also hated it and I didn't want to be there. You hate it cause you didn't want to be there or just that you thought they were stupid or all that. Just well, all of it, you know, right. yeah, I mean, I thought I was smarter yeah. and better and I didn't want that to be my life. I, you know, all, all of those things, a lot of the same things, but I also felt, you know, very, I also felt something very magical in those rooms that mm-hmm. I was attracted to. It's the same reason I have been attracted to yoga. It's the same reason I've been attracted mm-hmm. to anything spiritual my own entire, my entire life, yeah. you know? Um, but I, you know, I didn't want that. I didn't want that to be my truth. So but I remember like one of the things was I would listen to these AA tapes or these pod, you know, not podcasts, mm-hmm. these, uh, it was much more retro than that. It was yeah, like, right, right. It was it's a reco- cassette tape. It's it was like, like spe- a cassette tape tapes, right? that was recorded yeah. onto a, yeah, like really yeah. awful re- speaker tapes. But Charlie and Joe. Charlie and Joe. Breaking but down the this, big book. There's this guy, Earl. Earl, yeah. Earl Hightower, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I seriously... I almost credit like me jumping off from a certain point because of hmm. this guy. Yeah. And you know, like, I don't know how old he is. He's old enough now, but he yeah. said the things that I felt about like recovery. Like he was like, you know, just don't drink. Like that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like if I could just not drink, right, right. I wouldn't be here, you know? And yeah. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, yeah. Yeah, and and he just had this like passion and this sort of hmm. he made you feel because he was so fucked up that <laughs> that this was like such a subversive thing to do. You know, yeah. like it was he he the thing that he said was like I found in here what I was chasing out there. Yeah. Which is, you know, and and if I'm going to go after this thing, I'm going to like do it. You know, I want the full buzz yeah. <laughs> of sobriety and recovery. And I, and I was like, yeah, I can, I can get behind that, you know? And so this Earl, you know, I listened to his tapes like constantly. Hmm. And, um, so there was that. Mm-hmm. I also met, I started an Instagram profile that mm-hmm. I were, you know, cause I was connected to a lot of people on social ever. Yeah. You know, it was my, it was my personal life. And I've always been kind of a creative person and like love the sort of intersection of words and pictures. And right. I was like, you know, I just would this one day I, I went out to um, California for a business trip and travel and with work was always a really, really hard thing for me. Yeah. 
drinking wise. Totally. No surprise. Totally. And I went to California for a trip and I managed to stay sober one night. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning like, holy, you know, like, oh my God, you know, maybe I can do this. And I started, I fly at night on Instagram and posted. I think I just posted a picture of myself, like looking in the bathroom mirror, and um, yeah, I saw that one. It was the first yeah. thing that I honestly said. You know, yeah. I wasn't yeah. like ready to do it. it. I couldn't talk in meetings. I couldn't say anything in meetings. And, yeah. But I, but I put that out there, and then I just started meeting people. Like I met one of my dearest friends, Holly, who runs Hip Sobriety, right. and um, she's been a massive impact on my my recovery journey and just helping me like flip all my ideas about what it was or what it wasn't a lot of different tools. And so I don't know, I think like I, there wasn't any one point, but my, the last time I drank was very boring. You know, it was like, it was just, I was just worn out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it was just an exhaustion. That's, that's so interesting. I mean, that is really the, the commonality and it seems in the stories is it, it just becomes, you're just, you can't do it anymore. It's just, a, you're exhausted by it. Yeah. Is totally. It, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, I had this magical thing. Like I love wine. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to drink this amazing bottle of wine or something. And that's going to be my last. And right. it's like, no, every time I drink wine, I had like Ambien and blacked out and had another, you know, there were two bottles <laughs> and then threw up all over. Right. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not quite amazing. Right. That's going to be amazing. This is my romantic, you know, right. alcohol story. It's like, it's just, just fucking over, Laura. This is just over. Yeah. So, that's yeah, funny. it is. It's, it, was a, it was a pretty boring ending. Um, and are you doing AA now? Do you go a lot to meetings and have a sponsor and sponsee and then the whole thing? Work on those steps? <laughs> I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I I do go to a and I and I really love it. Um Good. But and I have a yeah, I have a sponsor. I don't sponsor anyone cuz I'm I'm not I'm not, I haven't even worked through the steps yet. But okay. But I do. I I found I wrote a really long thing about it. Um about why why a works for me. Yeah. Right. And it was in, you know, it was actually like a guest post on Holly's right. blog because she isn't, you know, she tried it, it didn't work for her. Yeah. And we have these fascinating conversations about, about that, you know, yeah. and I, I don't know, it works for me. Like I, I, um, I find, I find there to be God in those rooms, like yeah. my version of God and seeing people change. Like you don't see people change ever yeah, in life, point. anywhere. <laughs> that's true. And how true is that? Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And so I feel like... And especially to their better selves. Yeah. Well, right. right? Yeah, you see people... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And drastically change, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. it's all that stuff. It's like all the same reasons I love reading, you know, the books I love reading. Because yeah. I am drawn to those, like, dark stories. Yeah. It's funny. Alcoholics Anonymous... If you're a seeker and you're on this spiritual journey and you read a lot of self-help books and you read all the philosophy and you and you kind of ground yourself in this and you start to live your life this way, then you walk into a meeting and you start to work these steps and you realize like, oh my gosh, all of this ancient wisdom of yeah. how to live a good life is right here in these 12 steps. Yes. And it's just so funny hmm. and profound. And I think like probably Earl was talking about this. 
I guess we were trying to find that through drinking and drugs. And certainly for me, there was lots of higher consciousness and mm-hmm. things that you try with right. mind expanding. And they ultimately don't work. Right. Your mind does not expand. <laughs> it, it was cool. <laughs> you think it does, right? right? You, think it you does. do. And yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff, sure. But you get in these rooms and, and you are you do realize that the potential is there for you to find what you were looking for in these rooms. Whether you're working it or not, whether you're finding it or not, I don't know. Totally. I mean, but it's there, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think that's big. I think that's really mm-hmm. It's huge. I mean, I remember Earl saying, like, you know, he boiled it down to trust God, clean house, and help others. And I was like, that's, like, that's it, you know? Like, that's, that's like, every self-help book from the beginning of time, including the Bible, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And Does that come from him? Because I see that No. Oh, it's from AA. It's from a, it's like a, it's from like Bill Wilson or one of, you know, it's, it's from the, one of the original OGs. All right. Yeah. But yeah, no, totally. It, it is, um, like the real version of what I was trying to find. Yeah. And I don't know if it's what I was trying to find in alcohol, but certainly just what I was always trying to find. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Alcohol was, I don't know why. I, you know, I drank because you just had to drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. choice. Um, but I always thought it was the way to connect, you know, connect with everything. Yeah. Um, there's lots of other stuff to it that are more, you know, physical and like base than that. But I think that was underlying everything. How's and it med- worked. Yeah. Like, it worked for a long time. Yeah, That's absolutely. another thing. You know, it worked. Yeah, there's a certain point where it, it does seem like it's making everything better. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's your meditation coming? <laughs> you read my post, yeah. I did. Well, and you're a yoga instructor, so I'm like, do they let you in if you if you say that kind of stuff? Like, aren't you supposed yeah. to have all I that stuff? <laughs> no. But it was brilliant, and I loved the cartoons were so funny. The A A D H D one, and and it it's so the sucks it's, one. <laughs> but you're right. It's two thousand years of wisdom, and everybody there. You can't go anywhere from Deepak. I'm reading Shogam Trungpa. If you want a good self help oh, book, oh yeah, Pima, Ma- children's teacher man. Yeah, you're like going to the source. Mm-hmm. Totally right. And you're like, and it's meditation is part of the deal, right? You just have to meditate. And right. I've had periods of my life where I've been a good meditator, and I'm not in one right now. Mm-hmm. But, man, is it difficult. <laughs> it's so difficult. Well, you saw, I mean, that was the whole yeah. basis of my post. Because I, you know, a lot of, oh, God, where do I even start with this? Yeah. I mean, the yeah, the meditate, you know, you don't have to know how to meditate to teach yoga. You have to be willing to pay some money and give, like, 200 hours at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did... <laughs> I have to feel, I feel like I have to say too that I, I got certified like 10 years ago before I was really crazy. Mm. <laughs> um, and I have, you know, but no, you don't have to learn how to meditate. Um, and it is, it, you know, it's that the base of my, you know, the reason I wrote that was just because like, okay, everybody's saying this, like everyone, everyone. And what, you know, but I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah. and, uh, but I, I actually, you know, I, um, since then, like that, that particular Oprah and Deepak. Yeah. I'm thing. super soul sun. I love super soul sun. Come on. <laughs> yeah. can, can I DVR this more? Watch it on Saturday. I love it. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, there are, the new one's coming out in July. They just announced it. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I think you guys are on a whole different level than me. For, I just tried getting into it. I mean, I assume meditation. it's meditation. You got the this app. This year, I got the app. You did. This, this thing, uh, Headspace or something. Yep. But just the most basic thing, just but being, being yeah. still for like 10 minutes and breathing and trying to just chill <laughs> essentially <laughs> and i love it and i, oh, I, I haven't done oh, it as much as I, as I want to but what's interesting is I, i've told both of you before the show i had a really tough afternoon right and um right before the show actually between the pre-call and, and the call I, I just sat down and i and i did what i remember you know which is i just sort of was still and, and did breathing and uh, it really it, it really helped um but uh yeah I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's meditation. I don't know if I, yeah. that's meditation. That's, right. that's the thing. It's um, like people the the um, the thing about it is is like it's not you, it, we have this idea that you're like you sit there and you look right. all zen and mm-hmm. you you know you're calm and the, that the purpose of meditation is to be calm, right. and it's not. And and it's actually like you know Pima Chodron, who I love, said you know I I listened to her tapes and she. If, like a long time ago and I you know I wasn't meditating or anything but she said you know like it's like like you're calming the waters mm-hmm. but then when you calm the waters you can see all the shit that's underneath mm-hmm. like all the things that are under the water and you know it's mm-hmm. for me not it's not being able to sit is like I just have a lot of kinetic like energy mm-hmm. all the time uh-huh. and it's really physically uncomfortable for me to sit there mm. yeah so that's why I do a really physical yoga practice and um you know, I'll, I will do breath work cause that's like, it wears you out, mm. you know, and then you can meditate. And mm. if you're doing 10 minutes, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I can do five. That's all I do. <laughs> five in the morning, okay. but I've been doing five in the morning since okay. that challenge. And yeah, it, it has. Helped and when was that challenge? So you've been meditating with the challenge five in the morning. It was in <laughs> April. It was in like April, May. Good yeah. for you. Thanks. And have you noticed the difference? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. Um, it, absolutely. Well, the interesting thing, I mean, for me, and maybe it's, you, maybe I use it the wrong way, but I can't imagine there's a wrong way to use it. But no. like just today, this this afternoon I had, which was tough, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it hit me that this is when people that drink or I myself, when I drink, when people go, I need a drink, and they yes. drink, and they drink, yes. yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there, and I'm like, and and I never have the compulsion like I need a drink, but I legitimately, I was in such a state, quite frankly, that I'm like, this is this that this moment right now, it's the angriest I've been in a long time, the most frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is probably when it could happen, and yeah. I thought, and this is when people say I need a drink, and they have a drink. So that's not open to me. I need to relax. I'm gonna. I'm gonna breathe. Right. You know. I'm gonna have Don't some air. Don't have that option. Um, right. <laughs> so anyway. No, that's totally what it is, and I think it. I mean, I know nothing about this, right? Like, I know yeah. nothing at all. But I, I do know that when I identify purely as my feelings that are happening, right. like you think you are the anger. You know, you're like mm-hmm, you exactly. are. A, you are embodying anger. Your body. You know, you feel it everywhere. And if you can create like a tiny, tiny amount of space between you and that thing, mm-hmm. that's all that meditation is. And, and that's exactly the purpose it served. It's interesting that you say that, that you embody that thing. I am so rarely as angry as I was this afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, 
that my my wife got home and and I was talking to her and I literally was I was I was internalizing it and and saying basically I was saying like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And she's like, "No, you're not. Relax." And I'm like I'm like, "Okay." It, it was such yeah. a foreign thing for me to yeah. feel like that. And I'm like, what is this sensation? It must oh, you're be lucky. I go yeah. through that every day. Well, yeah, I mean, my guess is it, you, you might get, f- you know, further from it, you know, obvious. But, um, I know, yeah. But, you know. No, but that's it. That's totally it. And yeah. you're, you know, you, and you know what, kids, I just have, have to say, like, they're like the great equalizer. Like you think you're not an angry person. Like that's mm-hmm. what you said to me. Well, right. they they will show you whatever you think you're not. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, yeah. You think you're a patient person. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're going to show you that you're oh, not. Yeah. And yeah. you think you're, you're not angry or you think you're, you know, funny. I mean, right. it's like, you think you're the cool dad. And they are the not. great equalizer yeah. of everything. Absolutely. Right. Um, <laughs> kids. So, Oh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's um, a significant aspect of your recovery as well. Yeah. Yeah, right. I guess so. I don't I mean, really think of it that way because I don't, I definitely don't consider myself any kind of meditator. But if I put it all together, yeah. you know, it's like what I started doing was <laughs> adding, go ahead. Sorry, actually, I was, what I was referring to was uh, being a mother. Oh, oh, ha. the kids and dealing with that aspect of it. Yeah. Pull me back. Yes, that is that's a big, big part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it is the reason probably that I am sober. I, I, I shouldn't say that it's the it was the thing that scared me enough to yeah. try right. to get sober. Like right. it was enough for me to. The idea of not having, you know, my daughter in my life was mm-hmm. enough for me yeah. to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, you know, is definitely the reason that um, I, I don't know. It's it's like it's all there, you know, when you're with your kids. Like, it's like, oh, right, this is, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is... This is what I'm doing. You know, I don't, all the other stuff, all the outside stuff really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also not that easy. You know, I make, like, I don't want to make it sound all dreamy. Right. Like when, when I'm with her, everything seems right. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's just, um, that was enough for me. Like yeah. I, I, I was too, I was afraid enough, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I will look back hopefully and think, you know, see that as a major part of why I got sober. But mm-hmm. I know that for sure my relationship with her has changed the, you know, I've seen the most significant change in my relationship with her since I have been sober. That's great. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. And she does not even know if she knows that, you know, yeah. how old sure is she? she? She's six. Six. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's just, it's the small stuff, you know, it's like, I can read her stories. That's fantastic. (laughs) I can just kind of be there, you know, because it, 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 I mean, you know how it is, like you're not present. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you're you're present, you're all you. I mean, one of the greatest aspects of surprise, the greatest aspect of getting sober that I didn't even get was going to happen was I was finally entirely myself. It was like, oh, you know, yeah. I, always, I always say, I got to meet me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 
and you get to you know introduce your real self to everybody in your life again they don't they've never known that person you know oh um, well yeah and also like figure out who that person is right. in, front, in front of everybody sure, else which, which is right that's true <laughs> that's true um that's a huge part of it but you know i, yeah. I that's part of it that i you know can't recommend <laughs> enough right. is not finding out who you really are um and Completely. so well, on, on that no, what about, I mean, are you uh, out of, like, work, friends, family? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, when I, once I started writing about it on my blog, mm-hmm. and then um, there was just a point where I realized that I was kind of saving my life by doing it. Exactly. And um, that I didn't really, I didn't really care anymore what like I knew for me, it needed to be very much out there and everyone has their own philosophy on this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much you talk about it, the whole anonymity thing. And I have really strong feel, you know, for me, I got really angry when I tried to get sober and nobody was talking about it. And the only place that I could talk about it was in a meeting mm-hmm. and that was very secret and anonymous like that. It, it made me really sad and, and angry. And um, a little bit of that anger comes through, I think, just in a fight sort of way, because I want, like, that just felt really unnecessary to me. Right. Yeah. So, so you like, felt you needed to, to share this to stay sober. Like, you, totally. you were angry. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of discussion on the whole anonymity thing. I, I find it fascinating. Me too. Um, and, and so you were, you were so, and it's just, obviously, you had already had this blog going. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this this happens to you. And so you're like, I need to I need to put this out there. Right. Yeah. So Holly and I um, from Hip Sobriety decided we were going to do this little Instagram account called I Choose Clean. Oh. And we we um, tossed it around and, you know, we're like, let's just do it. And we each posted like our first post as, you know, we're, we're the ones doing this and give us your, send us your pictures and all of that. And I posted that blog post up on Facebook. And that was the first time that I said anything, you know, on my, on my, I didn't even have an iFly at night, like account on Facebook. I didn't, it was a very much a coming out. (laughs) And, um, and I got some crazy, like, it was just, you know, as expected, like, you get crazy response in all directions. Um, but I'd never questioned it after that. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, you know, I, I have not had very many people say, you know, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, but I, I have had a lot of people come to me and say, thank you. Yeah. And I... I don't know. I, I do what, you know, I've, I'm always very careful about, especially involving other people. But um, for me, I just know that that has to be part of my story. Like, I feel very much like I want to be out there. And I'm not, you know, my whole thing was like, I don't need to talk about this all the time. Like, you know, it doesn't. But why can't it be a conversation that we would have, like, with my girlfriends about our marriage or right. our, you know, kids or our, you know, for if, if we're sick or something like this exactly. is the last thing that anyone will talk about. Right. And uh, except, you know, outside of AA and that that I hated it. I hate it. I, I, I feel like it's a super injustice and <laughs> yeah, perpetuates just, all kinds of stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's all part of that. I mean, there really seems to be a. Um, 
a moment now, and I hate to say something's having a moment, particularly something um, as as significant and weighty as this. But both mental health and addiction, mm-hmm. um, the the nature, you know, recovering out loud and breaking the stigma and all these hashtags that we see, um, mm-hmm. and you know, up leading up to um, and including the unite to face addiction on the mall. Yes, um, is uh, you know, it it's it's definitely part of the zeitgeist um yeah and uh writing that down dude so, <laughs> writing it down writing that down every time yeah, i say that it is me. it's interesting and yeah. you know i i would never have thought i would be writing about this never right. yeah. in a million years yeah. did i think and you know people sometimes say like oh you have a recovery blog i'm so glad you you know you have a recovery blog and I, it's like i do <laughs> you know, I, I don't even realize, you know, I don't think That's about funny. it that way. Like I'm just writing about what I know and what's happening to me right now. And I imagine, and I hope, and I, and I believe I'll probably be writing about many other things, but sure. this is what's happening right now. And you know, there was an interesting little, I'll call it discussion on Twitter the other day right, with some people. I and mean, you maybe, um, forgive me if you were involved too, but, yeah. um, it's, a, it was about, whether we we lost followers if we talked about stuff other than recovery and yeah. people struggling with should they be talking about stuff other than recovery in this yeah. forum and to me like that's absolutely part of it without talking about other things it isn't recovery oh god right i, I can't um, even i can't i do remember seeing that conversation yeah. and i just can't even participate in stuff like well, that because it just doesn't we this is like one piece of our lives exactly it's, it's a foundational piece, but God, please, I don't ever want to, you know, I don't ever want to care if I'm losing followers because I'm talking about something else. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I want to make it clear too. I'm not faulting any of those people that was, talk- that was involved in that conversation with, but I mean, I definitely um, believe that. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, the recovery is just one aspect of, of who we are and it's a significant part of what we're all doing and how we're all sort of met. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I like the idea that, you know, even clean and sober is evolving. And I like the, the idea mm-hmm. that you have so many other, um, you know, facets to yourself on the blog. It's not just I, I wouldn't call it a recovery blog by any stretch, quite frankly. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's kind of like when you become a, you know, I, I had the same sort of feeling when I became a mother and yeah. you would go yeah. to, you know, you'd have play dates or whatever and or you, you know whatever you're whatever you're doing as a parent and you realize that everybody's talking about their kids and it's like natural right like this is what you're doing right now mm-hmm. you're talking about your kids and but at some point I, I got really exhausted by that and it's like I want to talk about you know, like we're all still people you know mm-hmm. we're all still have these lives and I and I want my daughter to know that too mm-hmm. you know like i that i have all these other things in addition to her and mm-hmm. and that i want her to grow up that way and i guess i feel that way about recovery too like i don't um it, yeah I, I could go on a whole tangent there about <laughs> about and i will just for a second but Do so it. I, you know i went on this um trip with a bunch of people in recovery and it was like a weekend thing and it was, it was great in a lot of ways because it, you know, fellowship and all that. But it was also, <laughs> it was also really eye opening and, and kind of, um, interesting in that every conversation was revolving around 
alcohol and recovery, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, I'm, you know, I get hungry all the time cause I'm an alcoholic and I, I, um, you know, of course I feel that way. I don't know how to do anything, you know, other than do it in mm-hmm. extremes because I'm an alcoholic and it's like, no, you're hungry cause you're human. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, no, this is not like, yeah. can we not do that? You know, mm-hmm. it's really, I struggle with that a lot. Um, because I feel like there are a lot of things that gets that I do believe it's a disease. I do believe that there's, you know, something different about someone who can drink, you know, can have a drink and mm-hmm. not want to keep drinking like I did. But right. um, there's a lot of things that are just like human nature and mm-hmm. we're all addicted to something. And um, I think part of the, the thing I struggle with is trying to say we are different, you right. know, we are like, I don't know, there's a need to recognize the difference because it's like, I, I recognize I can't drink mm-hmm. in safety and all that, but there's also, it's like, I'm not going to blame all of my, you know, all of my stuff or all of my, <laughs> the way that I act on, you know, because I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery. I don't know. I got, like I said, it's a tangent, but I, I always try to ride that line of, how much I, you know, put on being a, um, being, a, being this person yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, wearing this label or whatever, and how much is just the stuff that everybody deals with, but it just yeah. comes out in, you know, it happens to be, we got addicted to something that was like, has pretty big consequences. Mm-hmm. Where, where did the, uh, and I, and it's funny, I, I, I think that's an interesting, when you're in recovery and you, you know a lot of people in the fellowship it is every every conversation somehow gets back to right. either the steps or how to solve it and sometimes that is a little like you just want to have a conversation without that oh well, yeah <laughs> I think there. it's also just that you know like sometimes it's you like, just want to talk about whatever, whatever. your yeah. date and not yeah. you know or your kid or your whatever like your dinner last night the prism of <laughs> right. steps yeah yeah like yeah. right like I, I don't I want to have like a, what, do, what do I say with my friend I want to have a um unexamined lunch you know yeah, like right. i just want to have an unexamined like hour <laughs> yeah that's of funny. my life that's um, but see it, that's the you're in the you're in the recovery business now kind of you know like <laughs> yeah. but it's so it sounds like you you're trying to and i think the mixing of all these influences you have in your life with this recovery mm-hmm. it's just made some really good do you have a process coming up with this stuff do you and now you're writing a memoir, so is, is this mm-hmm. all tied together? Are you taking stuff from this and putting it all together? Is it all brand um, new material? Yeah, it's all it's all new. I don't have yeah. a process. I'm like figuring out what that is. And yeah. um, I love what, the E.L. Doctorow quote about the car driving in the headlights. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. That's it? pretty much my process. And I never yeah. thought that. I thought like you had to plan it all out and, and do all that, but you don't. You just I did too, which is what kept me from doing it. Yeah. Right. You know, like I'm not you got to start before you're ready. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that but, is exactly. And you've said that earlier and uh that's right. And I love that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. What is what the, the quote that I really liked when I first started the the clean and sober was something like start uh, start where you are with what you have and do what you can or something like yeah. that. Um That's awesome. Totally. Yeah. Like you guys probably, I mean, you always joke about not being professional broadcasters and you're doing this podcast. Like if you would have sat there and thought, you know, how am I going to, how are we going to market it? How it's going to, you know, and I think part of this is like my uh, Mm anti-marketing, you know, thing is like, I, I, I know what happens when you overthink stuff and also I have 
I have no control over what's going to come out. I really don't. I feel like I wake up in the morning. The only routine I have is that I get up at like 430 in the Mm -hmm. morning and I write. Good for you. That is amazing. It's the only way it happens, you know, when you have kids and and I am the the least disciplined person on the planet. And I, so I had to do something because I realized like it's not happening consistently. Like you can't just only write when you have to pee. (laughs) 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 You, you know, you you need to like, if you're going to actually write a book, you might have to do it every day. So get your butt in the chair every day. So I wake up and do it. And, but my, honestly, my, a lot of times I just sit there and go, I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but just start, you know, just start. And then a lot of times it's crap. Yeah. But you, yeah, it's, I I love it though. I love that it's messy and you you figured out that you have to write through it. Cause I I think a lot of people don't do things for me. I don't cause I feel like you have to figure so many things Mm -hmm. out before you can sit and do it. And that's just not, that's always always been my Achilles heel. Yeah. Yeah, And it's a, of course, that's what a lot of people think, I, and yeah. I am included in that. And you don't, know, you know, I always thought like I didn't even call myself a writer till like a year ago because I don't know that was like something other people did, other yeah. people who were published or whatever. And it's like, no, nope, you're a writer if you write. So you you're know? not a writer at the at the agency. Mm-mm. Huh. Oh, interesting. I thought you were. I'm like, a, I'm an account person. What? Mm. I, I started yeah. as an account person, and then I became a writer. But I think it ruined my actual writing career. So you stay Total an account writer? person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff made the jump. Account to writer to executive creative director yeah. at one point. But it's funny. Yeah. But yeah. yeah you, you're like, you're a conceptual thinker, young lady. Yeah. <laughs> you got Thank that, you. You got the, that's funny. You should go, you tell him that tomorrow at the, I will. Shut up, creative team. This is what we're doing. Well, I was thinking how funny it is. You know, I was walking to work today and thinking like how funny it is that we like and how how we did we throw these labels on ourselves like way early on, right? Okay, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be I'm I am in marketing now, so now I'm a marketing person. You know, I'm 22 and now I'm a marketing person, and then I'm gonna be an account person, or you know, and then therefore I'm not creative and I'm not a this or I'm not a that. And right, but I've always been a creative person, like a massively creative person, and but all of that got tamped down. You know, Mm -hmm. you just start to shut it down, and then. But now that I'm, you know, once you just start doing stuff, I, yeah. you know, everybody's a creative person. Yeah. Like, it's anyway. The thought I had on the way to work this morning was like, how funny it is that, um, I that, you know, I rely on like I go into meetings a lot, and we all do, especially in the agency world, where you're like, well, I can't think of that because I'm, not, you know, give it mm-hmm. to a creative, and it's like this is so. <laughs> We're so like we're we're yeah. so just like making this all up as adults, totally. you know. It's like, exactly. What the hell it's all such are bullshit. Talking about exactly. such bullshit. It is all such bullshit. Oh, oh. It, it's hilarious. I was literally just having this conversation too with my wife before the podcast. She's also in the she runs a small agency, and uh, and we had this exact same conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not you know, it, it would could flow right into this, but That's it is sort of a tangent on this podcast. So I'm going to bring it all the way back. Do it, okay. baby. All right. um, that just as in the agency world, yeah. we're not, we shouldn't be defined by the creative or account. Mm-mm. In the recovery world, we're not defined by our recovery. Oh, Whoa. there you go. That was, a good, that was a good comeback. Right. Back, I mean, tie together. I mean, it is the commonality. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I get that it's what we share and that, um, you know, that's why I, I, I got into this and that's why I maintain it as my focus. Totally. Um, and this specific 
you know, that that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm here for. Um, but you know, when I, but I'm, I get it. We're all so much more than that. Yeah. Um, well, and I obviously want to explore the nuances of being a, you know, of, I mean, writing the whole memoirs about addiction. Like I want to explore all the Mm -hmm. aspects of that, like in detail. It's not that I don't want to talk about that or recovery a lot, but, um, I don't want it to be everything. I I think that's what's so magical about your, your blog. It's you, you change so much in your first year. It's, it's very hard. Not many people uh, can catalog that and find the voice of your first year. And yet there's so much transformation that happens right then. And the fact that you've been able to do this so beautifully, it's it, and it's almost like you're reading this blog as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, yep. that's what was so great about it. So keep doing well, that. I, I remember um, one of my, my Holly, my friend Holly said, cause I remember saying to her, like, I can't write about this until I'm out of it. You know, I just mm-hmm. can't, like, yeah. how, I don't, I feel like I have the right to do it. You know, like, who am I? Yeah. And she's like, are you, you know, no, you right. have to write about it yeah. now. While you're in it. When you're, the... While you're in it. And, you know, a lot of it is to, like, give, someone needs to get, you know, a lot of times we just need someone to give us permission to do yeah. the stuff that we need to do. And But, but yeah, so. that's, but that's where you read these things and people that are new and, and just trying to figure it out. And you read a post and when you identify on that level, because it's so honest. Mm-hmm. That's where you realize you're on the right path, right? Yeah. That's how you kind of identify. So, yeah. terrific. And in the realm of doing things without thinking about it, it's exactly what happened with this podcast. And yeah. did we year, go on? Oh yeah, we did. Well, no. And a year later, a year later, you are our first guest of our second year. Woo! <laughs> and we, I thoroughly oh, appreciate it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it, it's been. I mean, it's been a terrific conversation. It's been yeah. really um, fun. So, yeah. When your when your memoir comes out, you'll have to come back on. Totally. Or sooner. Or but. sooner. Or sooner. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're pushing you to get it done right. fast. <laughs> and are you going to Washington? Yes. Are we going to okay. meet yeah. you in Washington? Okay. Yeah. Cool. You will. So okay. that'll be great. And I'll we'll see have some you coffee on together. Twitter every day. Oh, yeah. yeah Does it whatever. have to be... What's the official meeting coffee? coffee? Meeting coffee is the official coffee. Yeah. And that, that was not set up. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm sure meeting coffee appreciates that. But yes, yeah, so that is the official coffee of We're, the podcast. Bring it with us. Thank you, Laura. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Very, right. very good to talk to you. Fantastic. You keep, what you, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. You too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.